Welcome to the latest episode of the Love Sport Podcast. You'll be joined by Paul, that's me, and John. We're going to talk plenty of sport. And with a sad heart, we uh, talk about the passing of NFL expert Chris Wesley. This is the Love Sport Podcast. Love Sport Podcast with my fantastic co-host, John. John, I hope the world's semi-treating you okay. Mate, it's been an interesting card time since I last spoke to you. There's been some amazing things, also been some very sad events. Yeah. And hopefully tonight we'll get to touch on a couple of all of those. Well, we, I think we definitely will. We, we usually do. I just want to uh, quickly start off with a little bit of AFLW, give it a little bit of love. Um, a lot of teams in the competition now. We've got a lot of Olympians. We've got a lot of um, world champions in different sports and netballers and basketballers. And they're all having a crack at AFL and they're loving it. And, and players. Sorry, sorry? Rugby players? And women's rugby players. Absolutely. So, you know, yep. from the, the whole gamut of sports, uh, they look like they're giving the AFLW a go. And, and you, you can talk about the standard. And I'm going to say some of the standard of the best teams is absolutely brilliant. Um, big shout out to the, the Brisbane Lions women's team. The skills they are showing, I'm sorry, they are an absolute football team. <laughs> they love the fact that for the first time I said, I, I'm just going to have to go for the Suns now <laughs> because of my good and uh, But obviously, I'm still, I mean, I'm hoping you would understand totally on board for the Lions to take it all the way. They've been so close. They've actually rebuilt and come back. They've reloaded and come back pretty hard. Yeah. And they're playing brilliant. I'll tell you what, how good's Arnell up front? Uh, look, you guys brought it up last week that Arnell's good, but Arnell's beyond good. It's uh, um, We're not making it a male or female thing, but if I can say this, the structure they've got, the, the marking ability, they're the best um, AFLW marking team I've ever seen across the board. And they... It just goes to show two or three years extra of that pre-season and coming together and rebuilding. They're a genuine football team. They also seem to be able to play a little bit of the old Pagan's Paddock where they get the ball in behind the big girl up front and then, and then run to it, run yeah. on, yep. and just create space. And they're very well coached. Uh, Starsevich's doing a great job there with, with the rest of the crew. He's Absolutely. been there from the start, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, and, and for people who don't know, Stasevich has been all over the place. He was um, he was at the Brisbane Raw at one stage doing conditioning. So he's he's really broadened his um, uh, his coaching kind of repertoire. Played the grand final with Collingwood and then landed at the Bears. Yep. Was um, one of the guy that I really loved when we were at the Bears. He just gave everything he had. He's hung around. Um, 
I think he's been a great contributor to the club, both on and obviously now off the field. So, Definitely um, so. he must be looking at a lot of membership if he could get them a grand final win. Uh, I think that would be undoubted. But, you know, big shout out. The competition's coming along. The teams that have expanded in the last year or two are really, really struggling. And you don't see that um, being any different in any sport, really. Uh, the new teams normally really, really struggle. But nevertheless... Well, and there's, there's always some boring person hanging around the corner wanting to talk about the quality of whatever it is you're watching. Sometimes I like women's sport because... It's totally different to the guys' version of the game. Yep. And they focus on different skills and different areas. And I don't really uh, – you know what? The AFL overall point scoring has come down so much in recent years that I don't really know why everyone's giving it to the to the women's game um, so hard for lack of points. Yeah, I think some people just – as we know, some people just wouldn't be happy no matter what. Uh, literally, they could um, – you have students listening to this show, so I can't really say they could get I to – do. They could get $2 million and something else happened to them and they still wouldn't be happy. So I, I edited myself there. That was, um, please uh, forgive me nice. anyway. I did well. I knew what I wanted to say. So well done, the AFLW. And, you know, teams like the Lions, as we said, are, are going along great guns. Um, EPL, uh, only a few weeks ago, John, we were talking that uh, City were a real chance to get into the title race. And hasn't it changed in the space of four or five weeks so quickly, um, the Premier League season? It has its turn on its head. People are talking about, you know, maybe Mr. Klopp needs a rest. Uh, you know, man, you have had some big wins and obviously City doing their thing. And, yeah, it's been a pretty amazing time. And City are uh, seven points clear um, with a game in hand. I mean, it's not total race over yet, but it's it's getting to that point. they great goal difference as well. Um, this morning... I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, sorry. call it over. Because the whole year has been predicated on, you know, very – we've said – I've said it all year. And I know when Pete was on the show, we've been on the show, is that I reckon you're going in five-game bursts. Yeah. And yep. you're directly up against the five-game bursts of the people around you. Lord knows we need one. But at the top of the table, those five-game bursts, it's amazing how quickly seven points can disappear. Oh, look, I hear what you're saying. I do. It, it does come down – um, to squad depth and money and everything like that. And I think City, um, even though they're on still in a few different fronts, Europe included, I just think they're going to be extremely hard to run down because their best is as good as anyone's, um, if not better. So it's not over, but it's starting to get to that point where you're like, oh, okay, who's going to catch them? Uh, yeah. West, Leicester's now got a lot of injuries. They, they play Villa this week. You'd expect them to beat Villa on Villa's recent form, but you just don't know this, this season. You literally do not know what's going to happen. So um, to come back to that just a tiny bit, a uh, couple, couple big results um, in the Champions League this morning. Barcelona absolutely pantsed um, by Mbappe and PSG. And I don't think they've ever looked sadder than what they're looking right now. Barcelona. Oh, yep. Yeah, who cares? Absolutely. But yeah, I do know there's a lot of kids that. out there. There's a lot of kids out there in Australia now who Barcelona's their team. It's like, well, you know what? <laughs> it's not easy when you don't win everything all the time. God, no. I wish I was there. But but uh, look, you're absolutely right. You just go to any shopping centre, you're going to see Barcelona shirts absolutely everywhere. Um, and you do see a lot of PSG shirts as well. So, uh, you know, money talks, as, as we say. 
Liverpool bounce back. Are they, a real, are they a real club or are they a fake club? I mean, I don't know. Does PSG even really exist? Uh, I really hate to say that they became my club when I when I travelled overseas because they were the first uh, French team I saw. Um, but, mm. you know, they've only been around probably, what, 50-odd years in this current kind of incarnation. They are owned by multi-multi-billionaires. Um, if You know, I think Mbappe is the next, you know, Messi or Ronaldo, really, um, from the stuff I've seen. I, I just think he's amazing. Um, but, look, in, in reversing the, the other game... Um, Leipzig hosted Liverpool, and Liverpool looked really, really good. Back to their their, their very best. I'm not sure if you've seen any of it yet or anything like that, John. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, it's going to be very hard for Leipzig and Barcelona to overturn the uh, deficits uh, from the Champions League this morning. I, th- I think I fell out there, did I? Um, I think I. Who'd be surprised if Liverpool win another European Cup? And 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 for all the you know the Klopp uh, needs a rest as you said before and and you know not having the greatest Premier League season, she's be pretty good season to win a European Championship, wouldn't it? How many times have we said that? Like that's what they do. I mean, you you have to take your hat off to the organisation, the club, everything about them. You know, you can have a year like they're having, and uh, you know they'll steal a a European Cup. Um, further to my question about uh, PSG, real club. Uh, Leipzig a real club. I mean, <laughs> you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Uh, it's I just all part of the Europeanisation of world sport, and it sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, look, A leagues, um, A leagues all over the place again. Um, with you know, basically almost a weekend of of suspended games, almost a precursor to what could happen in the NRL and AFL again. Um, until COVID vaccinations are well and truly rolled out, we don't know what we're going to get out of sport in Australia this year. There's going to be some kind of delay at some stage, I think, anyway. Well, there has to be, and people have to not be too precious about events being moved around. So this week, the World Surfing League got um, got all hairy tested, and it dropped basically two of its marquee all-time events, one held in Queensland, yep. one held in Victoria. Yep. I actually read their reasons it was to do with um the quarantine and these ludicrous demands and all that sort of stuff i thought hang on i mean what's actually important to you guys is it ringing the bell at bells or you know the spiritual home of um surfing up in the gold coast at snapper or is it just getting on telly and making money i don't know and uh, i thought it was pretty disappointing pretty disappointing by um the um association of uh, surfing professionals or the state yeah. governments? Yeah. No, not the state I'm not going to – you know what? This thing of holding out – you know what happens? I mean, you've seen it on the media. They hold out a government to dry if if they've done a good job in protecting the local people and they hold yep. them out to dry if they haven't done one. It doesn't matter what you do. You get called out for it. Um, and then, and, yep, and, and I'd rather be safe than sorry. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm right. You know, I, I'd love to argue with you, but I can't. There's no – there's no basis to argue with you. I totally agree. People's mm. lives and the elderly people and the vulnerable people in our society are far more important than a bloody sporting event. And, and yeah. we all know that. Let's, and let's be real about, about surfing. That There's no World Surfing League if you don't have, if you don't have the Gold Coast and Bells doing, doing their thing for the whole time. Yeah, you, Look you, at you the, need pipe. You've got your brands. You've got Rip Curl. You've got Quicksilver, both from down there. You've got up here, you've got Billabong. It's Billabong. all that stuff. And, and you know? look, you know, 
pipe masters, bells, you know, at the Gold Coast events, they are, you, you, they're the ones, you know, they're the ones that you, you, you're hanging out for. So, look, I don't know. They've done a fantastic job of professionalising the sport in the last few years, but this probably, this decision, probably not the greatest one we've seen of them. Uh, look, cricket, I know you're an English cricket fan and our friend Sean quite often on the show is as well, but India got back on track and um, it's going to be an absolutely interesting series. God, Australia, England, and India, they just make good for good cricket. They make for good cricket stories. They do. And, you know, I'm still trying to get my head around how Joss Butler got rested by the people. You know, people, they outthink themselves sometimes. Yep. And you've got a, an, a obviously a massive spinning pitch. That's up to India what they do. I, I think people moaning about pitches overseas is a bit of a waste of time. Historically, that's what you've always got in India. The other thing you've always got historically in India, I'm sorry to any Indian people out there listening to me, is you probably had some umpire and it's been a bit line ball. You get that everywhere. Oh, but on the subcontinent, there's been some, you know, there's been some issues over the years. I I don't have a problem with an on-field umpire making a mistake, but I tell you what I do have a problem with is third umpires who don't know what they're doing. And that was one of the worst performances one could possibly ever hope to see. Everybody thought the same thing. Um, all of the press in India was saying the same thing. Um, I just say, get rid of it. It's a joke. Move on. Yeah, we've had that argument. Um, not argument. We've had those discussions. And, you know, I I hearken back, and I'm an old man, because I hearken back. I'm, I thought, you know, things like third umpire and VAR and so forth were going to come in and, and get rid of, I'm being really cliched here, get rid of the howlers. And that's all I really want it for. But some of the stuff that they're, oh, the decision was made this way and this was, to, uh, the fine lines they're doing with offside and some of the um, LBW decisions, it's just, it's not what any of us wanted. I don't imagine anyone who wanted the, the decisions to be that strange. I, I can't yeah. find the words I want to find. Anyone, who, anyone who's ever played or umpired cricket understands the rule about Offering a shot, and everyone knows what that actually means. And that yep. came up during this, um, during this summer. So it was going both ways. I mean, Joe Root should have been out um, as well. And everyone knows how that works. I do think that the players are going to have to nominate what they're going upstairs for if they're going to stick with this. I think it's it's, it's a nonsense for have people appealing for a bat pad and then a guy getting given out help. If the players on the field can't see it and the umpire didn't see it, then you know what. That's the game. 100% agree. Mate, we've all had, and you would have had a heap of these. I remember um, years and years ago, I think, playing fifths at Palmy when you were playing seconds or firsts. And I remember edging oh, I was the not ball. There. I wasn't that about, man. Yeah, anyway. Were you, playing, were you not playing? Where were you playing? Thirds or fourths at that stage? You were captaining, weren't you? Yeah, I was, um, I, I, was, I, was, I was rattling around at that point in some, um, in some, in some yeah, foreign, yeah, foreign you, lands, as they say. Yeah, but you could actually play. I was playing fifths and six and opening and making nothing. But I remember shouldering arms, the ball hitting uh, the top of the bat and not going onto my pad and getting given out LB. And you just, you just, you look around, everyone's laughing that you're given out for it and you just have to walk off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you, you, have your, you have your swings and roundabouts and that's one of the beautiful things about cricket is that sometimes you get away with murder. Like, I know that I've edged one and I don't know why I didn't walk because I was a walker. I've edged one straight to the keeper and everyone's appealed and the uh, umpire's going, nah, not out, not out. And I stayed there. And I felt really guilty afterwards. 
but you know, we we get them, we get them, and we uh, yeah. I, I was and, and everybody who played with me will know this story in some way, shape, or form. But I absolutely smashed the ball through to the keeper, and I stood <laughs> there. And um, I looked up, and I had a look at the umpire wasn't moving, and they're all down on their knees. And I didn't walk, I didn't move. I said, "You know what? I think I'll stay here today." <laughs> that was a really bad mistake because the guy I was facing was easily the quickest guy in the comp at that stage. And um, he decided he was going to kill me. Um, so what happened was I knew he was going to try and kill me. So I, I sort of backed away a little bit. And guess what happened next ball? I got a little stump. And the ball yep. went, the, the stumps go flying. And I got the biggest mouthful I've ever received from anybody in, in any way, shape or form. I think the things he was saying to me about my size, race, Age, general demeanour, sexuality, parents, the whole thing, would probably have seen him cancelled these days. But you know what? I couldn't say a thing because I knew I was out the ball before and I just wanted to get into a hole and die. That is that is a spot on. i uh, I got to say that it was probably the only time I made runs that year. Was um, I ended up making a ton and I did – not a ton, a ton of runs. And mm. uh, I didn't feel – I didn't I felt bad, but then I'm like – I didn't make any runs for the rest of the season, so it swings and roundabouts. Indeed. Mate, uh, look, we've got to get on to a sombre note, and I'm really going to leave this to you because um, I've been in tears myself, and we've spoken about this. Every now and again, doesn't matter where people are from, there's someone in sport, whether they're a, a journalist or a, a, a podcaster or, or, or whatever they are, and they really touch you, they really resonate with what you believe and they cut through a lot of crap and hyperbole. And we uh, we lost someone that almost felt like a friend uh, in the last week, mate. So I might leave this to you to have a bit of a chat about it and just how you feel and so forth. Yeah. I And for people out there and you pull, feel free to come in whenever you want. I, I, I first found out about podcasts in 2010 or 11. Uh, it was when I was doing my teacher prac placement. I was actually my first placement for, Education Queensland. I was in central Queensland. I was pretty lonely by myself, just walking around in the morning before it got light and stuff like that. And I started to um, realise I could get content about the NFL, which is what I wanted, from America and listen to it when I wanted, which is every yeah. Now that's like, feels like everyone's got a podcast now, including us. Hey, holy smokes. But it <laughs> uh, wasn't the case. So I started listening to a couple of guys, and you'll know who they are. The first one who really grabbed me was a guy called Dave Damashek. Um, and he was working with Adam Rank at the time. The second one yep. was Ross Tucker. I love Ross Tucker. And Ross Tucker at the time was working on a show called Football Today on ESPN. And he would do it every morning. And he was there with the guy yep. called um, Matt Williamson, who now does Locked In, um, Locked On Sports. Who I, I still listen to all those guys today. Okay. But Damashek then brought in a guy called... Um, he brought in two blokes, Dan Hanses and Mark Slesser, doing yep. an around-the-league thing, and they did a little talk club. That then, they gradually morphed off that. They set their own show up, and it was called Around the NFL. Now, heaps of you guys know, and I'm, and I'm talking to – I'm just giving you my backstory. And I've never missed an episode of any of that. It's like – to me, it's almost like a it's – it's like a religious experience. Them and Ross Tucker every morning – take what I can get, listen to it, consume it. Yeah. They introduced their fourth member, a guy called 
Chris Wessling, and he was different. He was real different to the other. The other guys are kind of Northeast American, Urbane, New Yorkers, um, Connecticut, that tri-state area. And Chris was from Cincinnati, had a southern drawl. I began to realise after a little while listening to him that everything he was saying to me sounded like exactly everything I thought about, not just sport, but about the world in lots of ways. He very well read. He'd talk about Mark Twain. He could talk yeah. about for an author's, um, uh, you know, he, he could he uh, he understood the the minutia of writing, and I, I read some long form pieces that he did, which were quite brilliant. He, his research into um, the Cincinnati Bengals and how they actually were the ones who spawned Bill Walsh and the offense that they run and and stuff like that. I learned so much from it. I started to remember when you're brave enough to send a tweet and you include these guys in it. Yes. Um, yep. Absolutely. Another thing, and he asked, and people who listen at the time will know that will remember this very specifically saying, Tell me where you are. And they set up a map and they put pin board, they put a, a, a pin in. Okay. And he was going to do that. Anyway, he had me pinned as the one for Gold Coast. That's going, so it's right back to the start now. Yep. And we had a little bit of a backwards, a back and forth. I, I would send him um, tweets, not all the time, but. I'd say 80% of the time you'd get a response. He always responded and he always talked. And as he went on, and you know this, he became sort of the guy in the, around the NFL podcast who talked about his life. He talked about his – he didn't have, didn't have a, a girlfriend. Or he, he was living in this place called Tybee Island and uh, he was riding and he was sort of doing that whole hobo thing and he quit his team because they sucked. I don't know about that with Newcastle, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and as it went on – he started to tell you all his stories and, and then he got sick. And I remember when he first got cancer and I, uh, I sent him a, a message then and he sent me uh, quite a, a moving little piece back. And, and I said to him back then, I said, I'll keep you in my prayers because, you know, I, I, I do go to church. I'm a Catholic. Everyone knows that. It's no big deal. And I do pray. And I said that and he, he, he accepted that and he was happy with that even though he was, he's a Catholic, but he was not practicing and all the rest of it. And then, you know, lo and behold, he got sick again. Now, I've been off Twitter for ages. I told you all that. Everyone knows that. I don't go on yeah. it. Uh, he got sick again, and uh, who knows how it's going to be. Uh, I sent him a message. I think you saw it, didn't you? Because it was about yeah. uh, 30th of January or something like that. Just said, you know, I'm keeping my thoughts and praying for it and all that. My tweets don't get a lot of response, and I didn't even look at it. Uh, I barely watched the Super Bowl because I was really out on the whole event because of the Packers. And um, I thought, I've got to do some research because I'm going to be on your show, and there's no show. Uh, okay, wait a day or two. And then last Friday, uh, there was just a a, um, a podcast entitled West on there. I thought, yep, this is not good. Um, had to listen to it, and he passed away. died of um, – he had esophageal, esophageal cancer, and as I – have now found out it spread to his lungs. And when he went to hospital, they thought he'd come out, but obviously the damage was done. He passed away. And I think he missed the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure he's gone before it. Um, yeah. And I was really upset about that. And and then you know how it, that, that there's a connection there where you, I think that they become, these people become part of your life more so than any radio or TV host because the guy actually interacted with me. He knew who I was. Okay. He was a hero of mine. He became a hero. 
because I loved the way he spoke. I loved the way he wrote. I liked. I appreciated his thoughts. I knew his life. I got to hear him get married. I got to hear him get sick. I got to hear him get better. I got to hear him have a child, and I got to hear him die. So this yep. this all played out. And um, look, I've, I'll, I'll finish the story in a sec. But like, is that is that the sort of the vibe that you took from him? Yeah, and um, pretty open. Look, for 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 me, he was the one who made me listen to to that show. Um, because I like the other guys, but to me, they feel like everyone else I listen to in a way. And he had a way of just cutting through the crap and they deferred to him and for his knowledge, just the way he writes. It's just so, even when he wrote simply, you know, uh, like he'd write this, uh, this is way back, talking about offensive linebacker for Tampa Bay. And he wrote, the, he was talking about um, Shaq Barrett. The 26-year-old has become the centerpiece of Todd Bowles' defense. And then he writes, I can't believe I just wrote that sentence. Like he would talk, <laughs> he would write, and he was such a great writer that he could do simple sentences that just made, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not doing him any justice at all. He didn't need to show his intelligence when he spoke. He didn't need to show it when he wrote. He was just, he felt like a friend to me. He just felt like a friend. And uh, I know both of us have been mourning and his family um, and friends, you know, We've said it before, just the condolences that we give are, are real. They're not tokenistic. They're not written for any applause, likes, retweets, anything. It's just real. I've been mourning. I know how hard you've been doing it. We've been sending each other a few messages. And it, it goes to show the power of sport. For all the negatives and, and all of that, that that people can bring out, there's people like this that become like a friend. They become like a brother. And, uh, yeah, mate, it, I don't know what else to say. i got... Yeah. and stuff just thinking about him right now well, so you know. you know and 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 just a little thing on that like uh some things you you know i think that we take on information and we learn from other people and you never stop doing that and i'm i'm forever i, I hear something all everything that happens in my mind basically is processed through my ears and i know that because i've done yeah. all that test right and i love listening to um, people, I love listening to people talk. I used to love talk radio. I love music. I love, I love, I love, I love song. I like, I like all that, and I like to listen to people. I like lectures, you know, and people are telling you what's going on. Um, very rarely do I learn through visuals. I'm quite happy to listen to an entire cricket test match over the radio, and I'm just as happy to listen to a football game on the radio um, as to watch. It. I love to watch it, but you know what I'm saying. So. Absolutely. Stuff happens and, and, and you, you take all this stuff in and then it becomes part of what you do. So I, I was trying to contextualise to my wife the other night about like how much this guy meant to me. And I went through a whole heap of stuff that, that I do and that she knows about. I said, you know, the hashtag, the garage drinking, which is all of our mates sitting around here dressing up and having beers inside of our garage. That was directly I got that term straight from him. That was what he would yep. tie me on. He'd go back there and they'd do that. And I'd send him photos of us doing that. And he loved that. He's always on that. Like, um, and, and a whole bunch of other Wes-isms that would, I don't know, there's too many to mention, but I'll just put a bow on the story. Like, so um, I go back and I open my Twitter account because I, <laughs> I nominally have given up social media for Lent. That's not going to be that hard. And, <laughs> and I, uh, and I, 
go to see my mentions and you don't get many. I don't get many because I don't put much out, right? So I get stuff from yeah. you and I get stuff from the podcast. And there was one, there was a mention there on in my um in that 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 tweet I'd sent to Chris, and he had liked it. He put a love heart on my final tweet to him about um, my thoughts and prayers. Actually, being with him at the time, a simple little photo. He put a, he put a heart on it. He loved it, and he and he and he, and he, and he hearted it just before he passed away. And I and I saw that, and and it really um it really broke me down and I was like, you know what, we had a connection and even as small or tenuous as it is, uh, he was never full of his own importance. He really loved the fans and I think he yeah. liked that people liked him. Yeah, and, and that came across and uh, I think he was actually almost, he was almost surprised, wasn't he, that people people really uh people really liked him who he was and and maybe that's kind of like symbolic of life for a lot of us mate we you, you know people like yourself who don't uh, please don't take this the wrong way and you can if you want and if we've lost our listeners we've lost them but you don't try uh, and say things to be um liked you've never been someone who said things to be liked um you know i run a lot of social media accounts and um i think i've got it down to a pretty fine art at the moment i put out content that i'd want to read I put out content that I'd want to watch. And I think if you do that, you gain audiences by just being you. You know, I don't have good boobs and a good ass, so I'm not going to put that out on social media. <laughs> he was just a real person. So, um, yeah. you know, I don't know what else to say, but, you know, it's one of the reasons we love sport, isn't it? People are going to touch you in certain ways. Yeah. Um, I've got other writers and other personalities that I absolutely, you know, adore and I look at. I've got... I'll tell you a guy who, you know, not, we don't want to go on too much, but I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of responses back and good stuff from Mark Slareth. Um, he's he's very responsive on Twitter. Um, he is. But, you know, that's one of the reasons why I try to make sure that I always find time for our podcast because however small it is, and whoever's listening out there, is, it's important to me that. If you do like to listen to what we do, even if it's only a couple of people and we're growing all the time, and I know we've got better numbers than that, but I'm happy, I'm happy to make myself available because I know how important it was to me every day when I went, you know what, I want to hear yeah. something today. I want to listen to that person. Yeah, and, and look, I've had people say, um, how come you didn't put a podcast? Like I had a couple of people last week say, why didn't you put a podcast out last week? And it is important that we do, um, but life gets in the way as well. You know, we don't get paid to do this podcast and, and, you know, we try and put in as much time as we can um, in saying that, you know, anyone who does want to come on the show at any stage, John and I have no, John and I have no um, issues with anyone coming on. So if you do want to um, love sport podcast, you can get us on Twitter, Facebook, you get, get, don't hit me up. Do not hit me up at Lambic Peach. And the, uh, <laughs> you know, like, but on that note, like we said to you, there's a kind of a sweet irony in the fact that we didn't talk last week after the Super Bowl because, yeah, I would hate to have gone to air, not have acknowledged the passing of my single favourite personality who's involved in the sport that these days I think is yeah, my favourite. Yeah, agreed. 
Agreed. Um, look, we're, we're so lucky, mate. It's, you know, through good times and bad, and our life isn't just sport. We have great families and friends, and we have great children. Um, we're very, very lucky men. Um, but sport enriches our life, and um, we're hoping that, that you know this this weekly podcast. We've got a, got a few other ideas, and as you know, John, I do a few other podcasts. I do a Richmond one and a Villa one, and and stuff like that. And they're growing all the time. But I do it for my own creative juices. Um, I'm not doing it to. We're not. We're certainly not doing it to become rich because we're not making any money out of it. Um, but look, as we said, no. I, I don't think I want to talk about any other sports after talking about West, mate. Um, I just, you know, for anyone out there, look, honestly, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, (laughs) uh, or let's go Twitter because Facebook's pretty private, but you want to reach out, you want to talk any sport, you want to send a comment, you want to say you want to be on our show, even if it's for a few minutes, reach out to me. Um, I will respond. John's not on Twitter a lot, so I dob him in, but he's not ignoring you. He's just not on Twitter a lot. So get me at Paul underscore football. you know get in touch with us at the love sport podcast on facebook and twitter as well if there's any topics you want us to cover um we're going to do a movie episode again in in john hasn't been told this yet but we'll do a movie episode about our favorite sports do yourself a favor guys i'll check a link i'll check a link up um happy gilmore had its anniversary the other day and uh, Adam Sandler, if you get a chance, have a look on uh, Twitter or, or even YouTube. Adam Sandler does his uh, Happy Gilmore for the first time in decades. He runs up and hits the golf ball first time. It's just worth going back and having a look at those <laughs> kind of things because whilst his comedy might not be everyone's cup of tea, um, it, it's made me smile. Same as Caddyshack, same as... Uh, did, did you ever watch uh, Slapshot? I'm sorry, yeah. but I still go back and watch scenes of Slapshot, you know, 30 years later because the fight scenes and Paul Newman at his just laconic best. I, I just love it. We've got to do a movie show again, mate. I send a shout out to, I've got my very own Caddyshack in my grade 12 class and I know he's one of the people who listens to us. So, um, <laughs> hello, Hayden. Well done, Hayden. There you go. And I didn't bring that up. Up in it, yeah. Well, all uh, right. Hey, there you go. Thank you for listening. Um, one of a few who are listening. I hope you're doing well with your studies, and you know how important they are. And I hope you've got a good balance in life. Um, John, we'll make it a short one today. So, thank you for all your words of wisdom and um, and uh, condolences on our loss, mate, as well. All right, everyone out there, take care and uh, love to you all. And I'll speak. Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. I was Paul, your host. You can get me on Twitter at Paul underscore football. We had John, and he can be reached at Lambic Peach. You can get us on the Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Twitter as well. We are the Love Sport Podcast.